Welcome to Inside the Labyrinth Podcast. This is one of your co-hosts speaking, Frank. I am an active New York City police officer, and I'm part of Reps for Responders. I've had the honor and privilege to journey through the labyrinth with my other host, Jay, the real Jumpman Jay on Instagram. He's a veteran officer and also part of the SWAT team in one of the cities in New York. We would just like to thank you for journeying through the labyrinth with some of the great guests that we have had on the show so far. We will continue to make episodes with all the positive feedback that we have received. If anyone has any idea, topic, or anyone we would like to interview, please email us at repsforresponders at gmail.com. Reps for Responders is a nonprofit out of Rockland County, New York. We provide free open gym for all active, retired, and volunteer first responders, military, and veteran. Reps for Responders also has a weekly Zoom meeting, which is a support group every Sunday at 7 p.m. to let first responders and military let off steam or talk about anything that they want to talk about, positive, negative, or anything they're struggling with. Reps for Responders has five certified recovery coaches through New York State to help battle addiction and alcoholism. If anyone is struggling, please don't be afraid to reach out to Reps for Responders. You can find us on Instagram at reps underscore four underscore responders or visit our website at repsforresponders.org. Again, from myself and Jay, personally, we thank you. As a recovering alcoholic, I would like to personally thank you because you have kept me sober just for today. All in and have a great day. Hey, what's going on, guys? How you doing? It's Frank from Reps for Responders. Welcome to episode four of Inside the Labyrinth. We have an awesome guest today from the West Coast who's joining the Labyrinth, so I can't wait for that. But uh, before I, we get going, I'm going to introduce the one and only, Jay. Hey, how's it going, guys? It's the real Jumpman Jay here with uh, Frankie V from Reps for Responders. And we are here with Alan Thrall. Um, it is a pleasure to... Uh, to finally get you on the show. Um, you have a very, very interesting page. I think a lot of people are going to want to hear what you have to say. Um, and I also want to thank you for your service. Uh, it's really appreciated. I come from a military family, so I just wanted to let you know that I am extremely grateful for your service. Absolutely, man. Thank both of you for, for having me on. And I, I appreciate the kind words. Of course, Thanks, man. Of course, man. Um, so real quick, Alan, um, especially um, being a police officer in New York. Jay used to be a police officer in New York. There's a, there's a lot of cops over here in New York, especially in New York City. They might not uh, know who you are or anything about Untamed Strength. So a little introduction of yourself, of how old, how old you are, where do you live, and what's un, uh, Untamed Strength mean to you, and what do you do for a living, man? Yeah, so my name's Alan Thrall. I uh, currently live in the Sacramento area, Sacramento, California. I own a gym called Untamed Strength in Sacramento, and it's a strongman, powerlifting, and just general strength training gym. We opened up in September of 2013, uh, so it's September of this year. will be seven years. Uh, before that, I was in the United States Marine Corps, and that's pretty much my title. I'm, the, I'm a gym owner. I also do things, you know, pertaining to the gym. I have a YouTube channel where I make videos. I do uh, online training, and that's pretty much it as far as what I do, you know, as a career. I'm a gym owner. 
Um, so yeah, man. I actually had the honor to uh, uh, meet you in person, Alan, and just show up to the gym and say, "Hey, can I check it out?" And told you what I did for a little bit. And I mean, you're you're just, just said you are on YouTube and how uh, you are on your page. Really nice guy, and I appreciate you uh, letting me train there. So that was that was a, that was awesome. Um, now, how did you like? After we'll get into the Marines, but how did powerlifting and strongman like? How did that draw you in? To was that during your uh, while you're in the Marines, after the Marines, or what made you draw to like open up a gym and go from there? Yeah, I while I was in the Marine Corps, um, I kind of so uh, uh, I'll talk mainly about that, but a, a little backstory. I started lifting weights back in middle school in preparation for high school football. And I loved lifting weights all throughout high school, but I loved lifting weights because I wanted to be a better football player. And so I'd, I'd lift weights really hard because I wanted to be better at football. And once high school was done, I didn't continue playing football. And I kind of felt like, what's the point of lifting weights if I'm not playing football? And I stopped lifting weights uh, for a few years and got into some other uh, uh fitness activities. I did a lot of running at that time, but I eventually joined the Marine Corps. And uh, in the Marine Corps, when we started getting a little bit of downtime, uh, after the first several months of training, we had the weekends off. And uh, I like to spend my time just going to the base gym uh, and just hanging out. I didn't really like to go out. Uh, so I spent a lot of time at the at the base gym. And I kind of fell back in love with lifting weights again. And that's really how I like to spend my free time. And I actually meant met another Marine. Uh, we were standing post together. We were standing night shift, uh, 12 hour shifts for like 10 days straight. And so I just got to know him really well, just being with him every night. And uh, he was into uh, powerlifting and he kind of was talking to me a lot about powerlifting and actual programming. And he knew a little bit about strongman. And so he piqued my interest in all this stuff because before I had just lifted weights with the knowledge of just going to the gym and lifting weights. I didn't really understand what powerlifting was or strongman. And so he really got me into that. And uh, when I was about, when I had about two years, probably a little less than two years left on my uh, contract, I knew that I was not going to re-enlist. And so I really started thinking about what, you know, when that time comes that I get out of the military, what am I going to do? And I started to become obsessed with the idea of opening my own gym. And uh, honestly, a lot of that was because I was growing tired of the military lifestyle. I was tired of being micromanaged. I was tired, tired of being told what to do all the time, uh, you know, what to wear, how to act, uh, and just always being put in line. Um, and it, it was wearing on me. and It was really, really bothering me. And so I just kind of said to myself, man, I don't, I don't want to work for anyone, at least right when I get out, I want to do my own thing. And when I say I want to do my own thing, I didn't mean I wanted to go sit on my ass and, and not have a job. But I just wanted to, to, to wake up, start my day. And it, for me, for myself, and not for anyone else, not for a boss. Uh, and so I had just wanted and I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur, and I wanted to do my own thing. And uh, that kind of went with man, I'd love to to have my own training facility, my own gym, my own warehouse gym. And that's where the idea came from to do that. Um, and it just so happened that I was uh, fully involved in 
powerlifting and strongman and strength training. And so that's why the gym happened to be a strongman and powerlifting gym when I first started. I would say more so of a strongman gym than a powerlifting gym, but that's where the that's where the whole idea started while I was in the in the uh, the military. And you had actually asked me uh, the first question, "What does untamed mean to me?" And I didn't answer that. It really goes along with wanting to break away from the military lifestyle of, like I said, being micromanaged, being tamed. Right. Uh, and, I, and I had said to my roommate at the time, uh, you know, I said, man, I, I kind of jokingly, but serious. I said, uh, man, when I get out, I want to, I want to own my own gym. I want to have a big ass beard and a ponytail. And, <laughs> uh, and he's, and he started laughing, you know, and I was like, uh, and I had said, I was trying to think of a name like he's like hey what are you gonna call your gym man because he was in the in the marine corps I'll, honestly he was the only dude that i could talk to about what i wanted to do without and he would just listen and he would be cool with it a bunch of other guys that i was with at the time like in my platoon stuff, right what's that they would just bust your balls or just not listen and stuff yeah yeah uh exactly uh they either wouldn't listen or they they'd make fun of it they'd tease it they'd challenge it there were even uh some of my superiors would even give me a hard time for it. Uh, and, and so anyways, I was just, it really, really bothered me probably more than it should have, but he actually listened to me. So, so we're talking about, he, you know, he's like, Hey, what you going to call your gym? You know? And, uh, and, uh, I was trying to think of something. I said, I know that, I know that it's going to be centered around strength training. So I want the word strength to be in there. And then we were just thinking of like adjectives to go with strength. Uh, and when I said, I want a beard, a ponytail, I, you know, I want to do my own thing. Uh, he was actually the one who had mentioned that name. Uh, and he, he had said something like, what about, what about like untamed strength or something like that? And uh, so he was actually the one who came up with that. And I was like, dude, that's tight. I like that. And uh, so that's, that's where the name came from, was trying to think of uh, just something that was totally on the other end of being structured or tamed. I wanted to be untamed. So that's where the whole name came from. That is a very, very interesting story. Um, only because, like, uh, I, I come from, like, the majority of my family is all military, right? So structure, structure, structure. Hey, right? since, since day one, I mean, I think the first time I ever got dressed up for Easter, my dad was telling me about my gig line, you know? So, so um, I just remember, you know, being, being the one to kind of follow in his footsteps. And the one thing my father wouldn't let me do was, um, was join the military. He says, listen, don't want you to go to, to the Marine Corps. He's like, you can do any, any other branch, but I, he's like, I will not allow you to be a, be a Marine. And, um, I'm, as I'm listening to you tell the story, right. Um, the one thing I picked up on is, you know, through so much structure created a, a, a lane for you to just kind of divide and kind of get away from it. You know what I mean? And, and kind of have your own lane and, and live according to your own rules. Um, you know, it sounds like you have a great moral compass, you know what I'm saying? So, um, the fact that you were in the military and you were able to figure out, hey, you know, I'm my own individual. Because that's what happens. A lot of times people go to the military and they just, they get, I don't want to say brainwashed, but they get so um, ingrained in the ideology of, you know, waking up and doing the same thing. It's always like one or two guys, like some of the greatest men I've ever met were the guys that, that were in the military. And they just woke up one day and like, why do, we, why do we keep doing the same thing every single day? And then like repeating it or like just going through the, 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 the steps and, and just kind of getting lost in it and not, and not really figuring out the reason why we're doing what we're doing. So 
that structure created your own lane for you to, to be like, for you to sit there and be like, you know what, I'm going to, when I get out of this thing, I'm going to, going to kind of create my own, my own, um, you know, my own entity, so to speak. And, um, it takes, it takes an individual mind. It takes a, a unique mind to, to, to get to that point. Cause you could have gotten to the military and just literally like, you know what, hell, I'll just, I'll just be, you know, a lemming and just, and just follow the masses and, and, and just continue to do what I've been doing. But you took that opportunity and you, you made it a, uh, a productive thing. You said, you know what? I don't want to really do this for the rest of my life. Um, I kind of want to create my own lane and, and, and figure out something that's going to be nurturing for my soul. So I got to commend you for that, man. Like, I, I always listen to, you know, how gyms come about and how people kind of come to where they are. Um, and I think it's an, it's, it's an inspiring story because there's people out here that are sitting on an idea but they just don't have the um, the means to do it or they don't have the motivation to do it. So, I mean, you have a large following. I think a lot of people, after hearing that, they'll probably be like, you know what? If he could do it, I definitely can do it. So, you truly are an inspiration, my man. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, they, there's a saying that um, all the good Marines get out. Uh, and that's not the That's not to throw shade at the military. It's uh, I'm 100% thankful that I, that I did it and I wouldn't change anything about it. Um, but they just say that, you know, uh, good Marines after the first contract, they just want to do bigger, better things. Uh, yeah. and so, and so anyways, uh, yeah, there's that saying, but the, the, the issue is, you know, becoming exhausted with the structured lifestyle doesn't mean that I don't have structure in my life now. Right. When I got out and I started opening this gym, I was working a lot harder than I was when I was in the, the Marine Corps, the problem becomes when you don't, when you want to leave that structure and trade that in for, for doing nothing. And yeah. that's how, that's why a lot of military get, uh, uh, you know, they're not really set up for success when they actually, uh, when they exit, when they EAS out of the military, uh, they just think, man, I'm so tired of being told what to do. I'm tired of this structure. I'm tired of being talked down to, I just want to do my own thing. And then they end up sitting on the couch and they're like, shit, I'm in the real world now. I actually have to get a job. And they just start to sink, you know. Um, yeah. uh, so so just being aware of that, you know. So there was definitely this, uh, I was exhausted with, with the military lifestyle and being so structured, like I keep saying. But that doesn't mean that when I got out, you know, I was like, I just want to do, you know, just go drink beer and do nothing. Um, so it was more of, uh, I was tired of living this structured lifestyle and doing a, B, C for everyone else. You know what I mean? I wanted to do it for yeah. myself. Do something for Alan. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Um, Alan, before uh, I want to uh, go back into something you said earlier, like when you were playing high school football, because I'm playing college football and being a high school football coach now, Jay um, played football. After playing football, I felt like the same thing with you, that I kind of felt like I was missing something out of high school. Like I missed a part of who I was and like a little identity crisis. So that's when I kind of started picking up weightlifting more. And then that's, that's how I got into powerlifting because when football was over, especially after college, I was like, what do I do next? I don't even know who I am. So did you kind of feel like lift, um, like football after you left football and started weightlifting, you kind of got the same feel as you were in uh, playing high school football or you know what I'm trying to say I'm not too sure what high school football meant to you but to me it, it meant a lot you know yeah absolutely my, I don't think my whole that four years in high school would have been nothing if I wasn't playing football um, 
and and there was uh there was a bit of like it was more of you know now that i don't have the structure of high school and now that i don't need to go lift weights to be a better football player like what's the point um but i think for a couple years out of the out of high school i was i was kind of isolated uh from i didn't really stay in contact with any of my friends they were getting into a lot of trouble and they were just going down some bad paths and uh and there wasn't a whole lot i could do to to help them uh and so i was just kind of on my own for a couple years and i was going to uh i was going to a local community college i was taking classes and just doing my own thing and working uh, uh and working so working and going to school and it was after those couple years of really not having any social life uh, just plugging in hours of this job, going to a community college where I just didn't know why I was going. Like I just kept changing my, uh, uh, my path. I didn't know like what my major was going to be and I was really lost. Uh, and so I was at the point in life where I had to make all my decisions. Like, you know, uh, where am I going to go apply for a job? What am I going to do in school? What's my path going to be? And I didn't have an answer to all those questions. And so that's why the the military, my brother was a Marine as well, my older brother. But uh, aside from that, I think the military really appealed to me because at that time I wanted some direction and I wanted to be told what to do. I was like, dude, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing and I, I can't figure out the answers to all these questions. You know, like, wait, what are you going to do for a career? What are you going to do? What are you going to study in school? And so I just said, hey, for the next four years, I'm going to join the military. You tell me what to do and I'll do it to the best of my ability. And that's, that's really why I joined the, the military because I was, I was kind of lost. Um, so yeah, there was definitely that, that, you know, identity crisis. Um, I wouldn't say it was too much, you know, because of football, it was more just transitioning out of high school and not really staying life in contact with life life my life friends life. and whatnot. Yeah. Um, first of all, thank you for your service, man. We, re I appreciate that. Um, and I was going to ask how many years you did and you just answered that four years. Um, yeah, four years. Well, thank you for your service, man. Um, this is kind of a broad question. It's tough. Um, I guess few, a few positive things, man, you got from the Marines and just life in general. And then a, a, a few negative if, um, if there is, I mean, there's always positive and negative to, to any situation, but anything um, more of like what you got out of your, your life from being in the Marines? I think that the most, the, the thing that I'm most thankful for is just that during that time in the Marine Corps, there was a lot of self-reflection and I really got to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. And I don't think that if I, if I didn't join the Marine Corps, I don't know if I would be a gym owner right now. Um, and so I'm thankful that it just gave me a lot of time to focus on me, myself, a lot of self-reflection. Uh, and it just kind of, it gave me some direction. I just learned a tremendous amount about myself and I feel like I'm not in any way comparing it to doing hard time, but I feel like, I feel like maybe, I guess maybe it's similar in that you just have a lot of time to yourself uh, to, to think. Uh, and, and I, I'm truly thankful for that. And I think that's the, that's the most positive thing that I got out of the Marine Corps. And I, I don't want to sound, I know that I sound really negative towards the military or towards the Marine Corps. And it's not at all. Again, I'm tremendously thankful that I did it and I wouldn't trade it for anything. Um, but I did learn a lot about 
how I didn't want to be or who I didn't want to be. And that was just seeing, you know, how I was treated, how some other people were treated, how superiors would talk down to you uh, and how you were just, you were just labeled based off of your rank or your seniority or lack of, uh, you know, Hey, this is some private, this is just some Lance corporal, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and, but I knew there was a, there was through all that. I think there was a lot of, I had a lot of positive self-talk, you know, like, man, fuck this guy, dude. I'm, I know that I'm a good person. He doesn't think so just cause I'm not, I don't have a lot of experience or just cause I'm a private first class. And I would say, you know, like I'm, I don't, this, this guy who's my, uh, who's my senior, I have to listen to. And I, you know, I, oh, sir, yes, sir, blah, blah, blah. But I'm thinking like this, this guy's a turd, you know what I mean? He's a shit bag. And, <laughs> and, and I don't want to be like him. And I know that I'm a better person than him, regardless of what he says, regardless of our rank, I know that I'm a better person than him. And so I feel like there was a lot of positive self-talk uh, and, you know, uh, Hey, you're just a, you're just a private, you can't do this, that, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, man, when I get out, I'm going to, I want to do something, you know, I don't, I don't want to listen to these guys telling me this. Um, and so I think through all that, some of that negativity, it's not like that every day. Again, I'm not trying to be paint a really ugly picture, uh, but there just, there was a lot of, um, uh, uh, time for me to reflect on who I wanted to be, who I didn't want to be. And, uh, and, and I, I will say there were a lot of great examples of, uh, seniors in, you know, uh, non-commissioned officers and, and other officers who I would say, man, that is how you, that is how you, 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 you lead. That is how you, that is what leadership is to, you know, in my mind. Uh, and so there were a lot of good examples as well. So I got just got to see a lot of that structure and, uh, and who I wanted to be, who I didn't want to be, who I wanted to emulate. And, and, and again, some of that negativity kind of forced me to push back and say that, Hey, when I get out of the Marine Corps, I'm going to, I want to do something, you know, these guys don't think I can, but I really want to. So I think that, uh, it was just, uh, four years of character building for me. It's awesome. I, I think any cop listening to this can relate to that because basically, you know, we're running a power military banner. So it's like seniority rank all has a say so as to you know what you're allowed to do and what like things you can and cannot do and um it's it's funny that you were, you were saying that because and you know i've been a cop 15 years i'm working on 16 now and it's like um that helped me realize the, like the person i wanted to be and, and the person that i didn't want to be like uh, dealing with some supervisors or dealing with other police officers i just knew like all right this is the type of person I want to be. So there was like a lot of like self-actualization because um, I was pretty young when I became a police officer. I was 22. So um, you don't really have that much direction at 22. You know what I mean? You're still a kid. So uh, I, I learned a lot through, um, through, uh, through being a police officer. Uh, uh, you know, I figured out, you know, what I wanted to do post-police work. I kind of feel like, uh, like a lot of the stuff that you that you talk about kind of resonates in me. Um, I found fitness um, probably more so as a police officer than I did when I was playing sports um, because I actually saw that it was, it was paramount for me to be fit in order for me to keep my partner safe and keep myself alive. So um, a lot of the stuff that you say like resonates with, I think a lot of like first responders because, you know, mo um, a majority of the guys that I know that are on the job have military 
experience prior to. And, you know, that set up a great baseline for them. And then from that point, they, they kind of built off of that. So hearing you say, like, you know, giving people the positive and the negatives, um, I think people need to hear things like this. A lot of people are scared as far as, like, when you, you hear the word military and someone to say, oh, you know, I did four years active, I was deployed, I did this, that, and the other. People kind of get, um, you know, I don't want to say turned off, but, like, no one wants to join the military and, and then be away from their family. And I think that's one of the biggest things, kind of like, you know, ripping the baby off the teeth, so to speak. So it's like um, people use, normally have a negative connotation when it comes to, like, the military. So I think you shedding light on being able to get in there and figure out, like, every human being that you wanted to become and the, and the things that you wanted to stay away from that led you to be, you know, this successful. You know, so, I mean, anyone listening to this, that is a first responder, is definitely the bells are going to be ringing when they listen to this. So, uh, everything that you say really resonates within me. I'm pretty sure it resonates in Frank as well. Yeah, and I think that's that's one reason, you know, when I got out of the, the military, uh, why I didn't, a lot of my, a lot of my buddies went and did law enforcement because it was, it was similar, you know, uh, you've been in the Marine Corps, it's probably a little bit easier mm-hmm. to get hired in most departments. Uh, so, but it was just, for me, it was just a little bit too close, you know? Uh, so, you know, military and, uh, being a, a first responder, police officer, law enforcement, it was just too, uh, too similar for me, you know, and I want to do something a little bit different. Uh, and even, you know, I get asked the question, why didn't you do, uh, military or more specifically while I was in the Marine Corps, I got a, a Yankee white security clearance, which allows you to carry a weapon around the president. And a lot of the guys went. Uh, secret service after that because you're just a shoe in uh but uh i didn't want to do that uh and and then uh just because like i said it was too close so drawing those parallels between the military and law enforcement i can definitely see it and three of my brothers are sacramento law enforcement uh so just uh yeah hearing them you know uh, talk about it and then when people are like what do you what do you all do and it's like oh uh, police officer sheriff sheriff i own a gym people are like what you know what I mean? This yeah, is so, yeah, it's just like so different. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who's this guy with the beard and the ponytail? Where'd he come from? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, Alan, I was gonna. Uh, my next question was gonna. You kind of hit it though, uh, and I think you can agree with me on this. Is the best advice you can give to you know new guys or girls coming into the military? And you said like when I, um went through when I first uh, got to my precinct, you know, I always try to be like Mr. Perfect, like, you know, make sure the paperwork is right. Make sure, you know, um, uh, you know, I kind of cared about what all the cops were thinking about me because you didn't want to mess up and care what they say. And like, I remember, and Jay, I got on at 23, um, young too. Um, Mm -hmm. And I don't have 15 years on, I only have five years on. So uh, Jay, thank you for your service, buddy. But, um, you know, I was remembering like, before I went through my crazy, I, you know, I had to get out of my own labyrinth, right? I got stuck in my labyrinth in 2018. But before that, I, I tried to be, I didn't want anyone, you know, to say, oh, you know, the paperwork, he doesn't know how to process his collar or look at this. And I cared so much. And now as you get a little older and you mature, hopefully, you know, um, I don't really give a shit at all what other people think now. And that's the beauty of it, right, Alan? It's like, once you start thinking about other, like you, you think you care so much on what other people think one, you're wasting your own time and your own labyrinth and your own brain. 
Two, you're feeding those thoughts, which is taken away from other positive thoughts and other positive energy. And you're just wasting time on thinking what other people say that at the end of the day, they don't brush your teeth. They don't get you out of bed. They don't do any of that. You know, some guys, like you said, are just assholes at work. And some guys are really good guys that you will probably know for the rest of your life. But I definitely uh, can relate to that as well, especially as being a new, uh, uh, a new cop. Yeah, I think that, you know, if I was to offer some advice, um, I think that you, you should be fully bought in. Uh, and I think it's, I, I, you know, I can't speak too much on your guys' end, but I think it should be the same with law enforcement there. You should really want to be a sheriff, a deputy, a police officer. That should be the top reason. And I think that if you want to join the military, it's because you want to be a soldier, you want to be a Marine. Uh, I think that, you know, joining the Marine Corps or joining the military because you want to get school paid for, uh, I just, I don't know. I just don't think it's a great, it's a, a great idea. Uh, and I, I think that you, most people already are, you don't have to tell them this, but if you want to join the military, you, you should be seeking out some challenge in life. And that was exactly what I wanted when I joined the Marine Corps, because I was comfortable and a little bit lost. I was like, I'm just going to this uh, local community college. I don't really get, I don't like any of these people going here. Everyone's just cruising through. Uh, I'm going, I'm working at this restaurant, busting tables. I'm just bored. I got no challenge. You know what I mean? I'm not doing this for the next 20 years of my life. So I wanted a challenge uh, to join the Marine Corps. And that's exactly what I got. Um, and I think that you should be, should be wanting that, that you want to get uncomfortable. You want to be challenged uh, and, or you really, really, uh, you know, want to be a police officer. You really want to be a Marine. Um, I think that doing it for, I mean, nobody's, nobody's joined the military for financial reasons, but there are quite a few people who join because they want to get school paid for and they just end up having a really hard time. <laughs> so that'd be my advice. It's, it's the same thing with police work, man. Like a lot of guys join for the wrong reason. Like you said, you, like um, some guys that I've, I've come across in my career, like this is what all they ever wanted to do. And then you have people who just kind of fell into it. So um, it's actually like everything you're saying today is spot on, dude. It's like like you're talking and it just it's ringing bells in my head because it's like I became a police officer because you know, I wanted to um, you know, change change the narrative up a little bit. You know, it takes one person that could potentially change um you know another human being, and that that person may be able to change the world or change society in some shape, form, or fashion. I just wanted a piece of that process. You know, I knew like I single-handedly can't change the world, but if, you know, if I'm put in the right situation and I'm able to stimulate the right mind, maybe, you know, help people who have a negative outlook on law enforcement and, you know, get them to see that there's a, there's a different side to it. Like we can use discretion and we can, you know, we can be someone's, um, I don't want to say, I hate using the word role model, but a lot of people that, that don't have that in their family structure, so for them to see that, you know, outside and, and then someone that kind of either looks like them, talks like them, walks like them, you know, being able to, to change things, I think that helps a lot. So it's like um, a lot of the things that you're saying today, maybe it's the timing of why we're all sitting down and speaking about it. I'm a huge believer in like divine intervention. And, you know, the universe is a very calculated place and people speak and meet at certain times for specific reasons. So, um, 
think anyone who's going to be listening to this is definitely going to, a light bulb's going to go on above their head a thousand percent. Because I think there's a lot of people, especially during this time in, in, in life, there's so much uncertainty right now with this whole you know, pandemic. But I think a lot of people are sitting on some really great ideas. And I think you're really going to, you know, going to spark the mind, I think, or the minds of people that are eventually going to do something great for themselves. Yeah, man, that's really cool to hear. It's, it's, it's not like you're, you want to sit back and criticize, you know, you actually wanted to get in there and not just be an armchair quarterback, but contribute in some way. Right. So mm-hmm. that's good on you. So that's, and I think that a lot of people do feel that even if they can't uh, pinpoint it or identify it, that is, you know, the reason they're inspired to do something. There's a reason why they keep, they can't stop thinking about joining law enforcement or joining the, the military. So yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a calling, you know, if you don't have, if it's not filling your spirit, right, Alan, then I think you, you, only, you don't know how much time you have on this planet. So if it's not really filling your spirit or making you feel alive, you got to find something else or you're just going to be wasting your time. It's sad. Um, and Jay, you said something, you know, change one, change one person, change a life, change a hundred people, you change a uh, hundred worlds, you know, so each person, you know, you'll be able to change their perception of life. So um that, that made me think of that quote. Um, Alan, let's see, we're running out of, I got like seven minutes left on this damn Zoom. So um, let's talk about real quick, um, being, like, you already answered the question on, I was going to ask you if you wanted to become a first responder after, but obviously uh, you had your own your own views of being untamed and that's how the gym came, up, came open, which was, I never knew that. Um, so that was great. Uh, training for military and first responders. I always believe from uh, training for football, then going to powerlifting, going to strongman. Strongman training makes me feel like I'm training for football again. So it makes me feel alive. It's a lot of different movements. It's a lot of different change. It's more competitive. The powerlifting in my mind, and I believe it correlates so well to being a first responder or a military because you're picking things up and you're dragging them. I mean, you're not just deadlifting down and putting it down. You're pulling it for distance, for weight. And obviously out in the street, man, especially as a firefighter too, a paramedic, you're going to pick up people, then they're not going to, the objects, you know, the weight's not going to be evenly distributed. You know, it's going to be kind of like a strongman world. So would you kind of agree on that? Yeah, absolutely. And I don't don't think that there's a, you know, any secret recipe or formula to powerlifting or or strongman training for, you know, first responder types. But I I do think the biggest thing, if I was in charge of training a whole squad or platoon or a company, uh, I would, I think that doing strongman training, there'd be a high buy-in. So it'd be a little bit more, you know, uh, rather than having these guys, hey, we're going to do a bunch of jumping jacks, we're going to go run five miles, you know what I mean? Uh, and we're going to go do some uh, machine exercises. It's just kind of like, Oh God, we got to go exercise, you know, but if, if I can get them to, Hey, we're going to break them into teams. You're going to drag this. You're going to carry that and do more strongman stuff. I think that they're more likely to get excited about doing that and actually have a buy-in to, uh, exercise. And, and, uh, I'm sure in the law enforcement it's the same, but even in the military, not everyone's gung ho about exercise and working out. Um, and so I think that again, oh, yeah. uh, it's a little bit more appealing and to say, Hey, this is going to help. This is going to make your job a lot easier. I think, you know, again, they're just, it kind of, it just makes more sense in their head rather than saying, you know, we need to do 10 reps on the leg press. We need to go run on a treadmill. 
in order to get your, you know, your fitness levels up. It's like, Oh God, everyone rolls their eyes. Like, I don't <laughs> want to do this. You know what I mean? But, uh, but yeah, to actually have some sort of physical activity that, that looks like what their, uh, their job is. And that, and that can easily be more competitive with each other in a group or a squad. Uh, I think that, I think that that's, that's the biggest appeal to strongman training for, for first responders. Um, I like that a lot. I'm checking out this now. Yeah, that, because when, when you like start doing like, uh, like, like you just said, like I was laughing. I just thought of like the movie. Uh, was it Major Pain or whatever? Like him screaming in the kid's face. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, like all right, let's do the light press. Let's do all this. And obviously, like, and it's the same thing for uh, in the police. There's a lot of pe- un, uh, out of shape cops. You know, it's like not everyone's in the working out. It's very, it's very rare that they especially train. I guess the way that 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 we do. So um, again, like. I'm, I'm glad you said that there's really not one perfect way to train for being a first responder. Uh, I've heard someone else also say you need to train on things that you enjoy to do. Cause obviously you'll be, you'll be putting more effort into it um, yep. mentally and physically, but uh, just the, the type of training that you would pick is, you know, strongman based, um, which, which is, uh, which is awesome because it's the same thing um, that, you're kind of, uh, tra- you're practicing for, uh, for real life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I know, I know we're pressed for time. I'll be quick. The, uh, I was actually in charge of a high school football team before I had open untamed strength for uh, two months. And I tried to get him to do just a bunch of like barbell exercises and man, it was really, really hard to, to one, be in charge of this big group and monitor them. Uh, two, they weren't give, they didn't care about it. They were like, they, you know, they were just not interested. And so it kind of a light bulb went off when I was working with them. And I said, man, I got, I've got some sleds. I could find some farmers care, some farmers walks. I could find some old, uh, old, uh, tractor tires. And as soon as I put it into like relay groups, like competition, right? Yeah. So you're going to drag this heavy sled, which doesn't take any, uh, any sort of technique. Uh, you're going to, Hey, both, you're going to get, grab a buddy. You're going to flip these tires. Uh, you're going to carry these handles. That's all pretty easy to teach. Uh, and they were loving it, man. They like totally were actually excited about training. And at that point I was like, this, this is how I'm going to start training groups. You know what I mean? So anyways. I, that's actually clutch because of like, I, I think a lot of people like that whole camaraderie too. And then having a person that they can potentially beat or, you know, that'll help them, you know, maybe push the sled extra, you know, two or three feet. So yeah. that group setting does a lot. I train in group settings, so I, I thrive off of it. Yep. It's just me. So that we're going to end with the group settings. So thank you for that story, Alan, because a lot of people need to hear that. Um, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. Thank you for your service. My name is Frank. You can find me at reps underscore four underscore responders. Jay, where can they find you? Uh, I am the real jump man, Jay, on Instagram. You can find me there. Spells as it sounds. And my man, Alan, where can they find you? At Untamed Strength. Alan, thanks again for everything, man. Uh, We'll be in touch. I'll send this to you when we're all done. And I appreciate your service and everything you do, man, for everyone everyone that's training Untamed and trying to become a better lifter and a person. So thank you. Thank you, guys. Thanks a lot, Alan. I appreciate you, man. Thank you very much. Of course. Have a good day, man. Be safe. You too.